is UCLA basketball's international recruiting shift in shambles. We'll talk about all this and more on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to today's episode of the Locked On UCLA podcast. I'm your host, Zach Anderson-Yoxheimer. Thanks for tuning in to this episode and making it your first listen each and every day. It's free where we get your podcast and it's available on YouTube. So like, comment, and subscribe. Become an everyday listener. And thank you for your support. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on. You can learn more there. At FanDuel. In the meantime, since I posted that last episode, right, of a die Mara coming potentially to UCLA, practically all of a verbal commitment, I recorded the episode, and then all of a sudden the big news on Monday coming down that Ivo Samovich has basically finalized a deal, if not already in pen and paper, whatever it may be, to become a Toronto Raptors assistant coach, jumping from Loyola, Loyola Maryland to UCLA, to the NBA in a two-year span, which is quite the leap for one assistant going from one part of the country all the way to the NBA. But that leaves UCLA with a gaping hole in terms of this extreme shift they've been doing in future recruiting cycles going after international recruits. Now this is going to affect the two open spots the Bruins currently have. Rumors have it. They're not only going after one, but two international recruits to fill these spots, one of them more hitting the spotlight in the Daimara, and we'll touch on the other product potentially later on in the show. But what does this mean with Samovich after one year leaving the Bruins, right? Just about a year to the day, year and a couple weeks, I should say, since the Bruins officially announced him as the replacement to Michael Lewis. If you remember, Lewis was a part of the staff with Mick Cronin when they started at UCLA for three seasons, was a part of the three-year run going to the Final Four, and then he had a great year at Ball State as their head coach. Samovich came over in the summer, and all of a sudden the Bruins brought in one, nearly a second international product, one from Turkey, Isha Demir. And then you had the one who came for a year, Nebramo Zaka, an older product that transferred out and found his way at Wake Forest. But nonetheless, we didn't see too much of the international recruiting turn until this year in 22, heading into 23 and the 23-24 season. Dembono was brought back. You can kind of think of him as the beginning of an international recruiting, even though he came from prolific prep where everything really started to fall into place for UCLA's recruiting cycle is Lazar Stefanovic, who was on record as to saying how important Ivo Samovic was, even though he was a transfer, just that Serbian connection draw him to, drew him to UCLA, and he was a key piece in the transfer portal for UCLA in this current cycle that they're trying to fill, finish their roster. Then you've got Ilan Fibleul coming over from France, who is expected to put up big numbers, big everything, as he comes over and the Bruins got another guard to kind of figure out who can do what. Then you've got Jan Vide, the Slovenian, who is also another international product, who 24-7 Sports just wrote an article about his importance to UCLA's roster this year, which 
if it were any other day, would be a big, significant talking point. But Jan Vide, who has had some good numbers in the FIBA Americas, has been quoted as being potentially a hybrid between Goran Dragic, I believe, and a Luka Doncic, which is very high praise. Then you've got two more spots, and a Daimara, who is even more highly touted than some might say than those other three guys, the 7-3 center, which could almost put this roster together, and then maybe, maybe they'll finish it off with one international product. That could be an entire starting five. That's not probably going to be the case. But theoretically, if you brought in five international recruits, maybe throw in Bona and count him in there, you could have a completely international starting five. And a lot of it would have had to do with the recruiting efforts of Ivo Samovic, who is going to go and coach with, I believe, Darko Rajakovic, who is the new Toronto Raptors coach. They have a Serbian connection there. They've coached with him in uh, Samovic is coached with the ter- new Toronto coach in previous stops, I believe. So that's where the connection lies. That's how he can bounce from one, go to UCLA, and then go to the NBA. But all these articles from the Bruin Report Online, even uh, the fan, the the Sports Illustrated UCLA site with Sam Conan, they do great work. I- I've even talked about it. This shifting of going away from high school recruits as recently as last week, and all of a sudden they're making a complete change, potentially, without the key points of who is recruiting these guys. Samovich has gone over and found ways to get in contact with guys, maybe UCLA, they certainly haven't had in the past, getting not only international recruits, but talented people, talented players, who other universities might have their eye on, but aren't getting the best, the cream of the crop, like the Bruins are seemingly about to land if they can finish off a Daimara's contract situation, practically a verbal commit, and in addition to what they've brought so far. It's funny because I've talked about in the most recent couple episodes of Locked On UCLA, Eric Freeney, a class of 24. Mick Cronin was recently at the Section 7 tournament, and then the weekend prior during these June evaluations, they were at a tournament out in SoCal in Orange County, looking at the, the local, more the local high school products. So do they shift back to the American products? I know Koa Pete was one of the top products on display in Glendale, Arizona. Mick Cronin was front and center looking at those guys. Eric Freeney, the 24 guard from Corona Centennial, recently had an official visit. And as of the recording of this podcast, he had been said to have been leaning towards someplace and was going to make a decision soon. And I thought that might mean UCLA might get their first 24 commit or he's going to choose somewhere else. And UCLA might get spurned for their first com- official commit of the class of 24. So at the recording of this podcast, he has not made his decision. In case you watch this and you're wondering, he didn't go to UCLA, or he did. We'll talk about that in a future episode when he makes his official decision. But where do the Bruins go from here, right? You sit here wondering, you could have something purely spectacular with Mara potentially on the precipice coming in. There's been nothing official yet, whether he is or isn't, or the Trent or the contract situation, which I touched on last episode. Then you've got Stefanovic, who is expected to make some key contributions. You've got Fibleul, you've got Vide. Those are just four players who are expected to be key parts of UCLA's roster this year, maybe not going beyond this year or a year or two. And Stefanovic was crucial in those. So one... UCLA is pretty late in the summer, right? I know summer just quote-unquote officially started not about a week ago, but you've got to, one, fill two roster spots, 
fill a coaching vacancy, and not only a coaching vacancy, but probably someone who has those international ties that Mick Cronin now has probably made personally with the help of Samovich. But how do you do that this late in the summer? Mick Cronin is probably sitting in a room, freaking out, looking at the wall and just saying, man, I'm building something special. But right now, this is when the part of the movie that they don't really show in these montage scenes of growing pains and everything where he's got that first crew out, right? Five players either drafted or signed with NBA teams and undrafted deals or summer leagues just last week. And now you shift to this week and you've got to replace two players and a coach. He's just sitting there and has to be like going so frustrated, like, all right, I'm happy about all these things. But it has to be so painstaking to go through this entire process of bringing these international guys through the tough, rigorous UCLA process of getting them to school. The international stuff where Ejit Demir, if I'm saying his name correctly, I'm probably not a Turkish big man last year who couldn't get through the admissions process. Right. That was all the rumors. And for the reason he could not get into UCLA in time to finish off last year's roster. All the headaches surrounding the recruiting and bringing guys over to Westwood. And he's just got to fill three spots, including his coaching staff. I think the Bruins might shift a little bit back more towards, or maybe it was a bit too much in terms of the reporting that he was going towards international recruiting. Or maybe by the quick shifting turnaround that one year for Samovich and he goes to the NBA, maybe Mick Cronin pivots and he goes half and half who's the best who's the best here in america who's the best uh, internationally we won't know that until it plays out and especially when mick cronin hires his next assistant and the key thing is how and where does this next assistant skill set lie is it more the coaching is it more the recruiting especially overseas i think it will have to do something with international recruiting but how late in the game is it to go get somebody as sneaky good as Samovich was, who already replaced a very pretty solid good coach and now growing head coach in Michael Lewis after his first year at Ball State. It's a tough time. Mara's getting closer, and there's still another roster spot, which means we're going to talk about who is this potential, as Bro Report puts it, unidentified player from international territory that we'll talk about next who could be or may not come to UCLA. We're going to talk about all that and more here on Locked On UCLA. All right, let's talk more about FanDuel here on Locked On UCLA because, hey, FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And, hey, what are you going to do with the number one sports book in America? Go sign up at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. New customers can, up, can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you're a new customer at FanDuel.com slash locked on, baseball's in full swing. I know the all-star breaks around the corner. Everybody's so excited about college football and win totals and everything in between. You should go to FanDuel.com right now, FanDuel.com slash locked on, and sign up. Get up to $1,000 back in your bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. Check out FanDuel, an official partner also with us here at Locked On. Cruising on for Locked On UCLA, Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer with you guys. Second segment. So who is the potential unidentified foreign product the Bruins might bring in, in addition to the other three, potentially four, that they already are in? 
Well, rumor has it. I know some of you have dropped it in the comments. Even Sam Condon wrote about it. Bro Report hasn't necessarily gone on record talking about this guy, but I believe it's Burke Buyang Tunchel, who is from Turkey, which is ironic, quote-unquote ironic, because it was last year a Turkish product in Asia Demir the Bruins could not bring in. Here is Buyang Tunchel, a 6'9 lefty, small forward. I was reading the NBA Draft Ruin page about him, and in terms of the 24 rankings, he would be amongst the top 10 in terms of potential NBA-ready the small forwards, but he's only 18. And I was reading an article from December about Burke Tunchel, watching his highlights, seeing different things, a very high-energy type guy, the lefty bounce, good pump fakes, has a shot, has a good passing ability, looking to be a good defender as well. All little quick tidbits and draft notes written by him on the NBADraftRoom.com. But it was what struck me, a Euro Hoops article about he was deciding between what's he going to do. He's played for the Turkish U18 national team at the FIBA U18 European Championships. He plays for Tofas, you know, currently Adaimara, who plays for Zaragoza. He's trying to escape his, his contract. And what was something that was important that I caught in an article reading about him from Eurohoops.net, and maybe if you've got on different fan websites and everything in between, this is a key article that talked about back in December, he was deciding then and whether he should go stay with this team, whether he should come to UCLA. I'm trying to find the specific quote that he had to say, but something about, yeah, he already turned down UCLA last year when deciding if he wanted to become a, a, a year stay in Europe until his time was, right? Because you have to wait till you're 19 or, you know, a year out of high school, everything in between, to go become an NBA product. And while I've read he might be a, first, a second rounder in 24 or 25, he could easily be a key weapon, 6869 product from overseas that could fill out the roster and give UCLA some additional size, a, a bit more shooting. And we'll see how that actually plays out because that's been, quote unquote, the rumored unidentified player. Some sites might not talk about him, and they say he might go to UCLA. It seems like if Bro Report is talking about this specific individual, maybe they've changed his mind because he's a guy that loves defending, can do small things on defense and offense. Doesn't that speak volumes about who Mick Cronin is going out and recruiting, right? Guys who can play defense, guys with maybe a little bit more individual offensive game who can go 1v1 with good passing ability, like Lazar Stefanovic, right, from Serbia, all the other players already on the UCLA roster coming in with the freshmen, the sophomores, all the underclassmen, which will make this a very unique team. So while Mara is not official, it's certainly not official that Buyang Tunchel, because it's pretty hard to find things about Buyang Tunchel and what his plans are. He plays for Tofas over in Europe, and he's not in a hurry to go to the NBA draft, but he'd want to be prepared as possible rather than develop in the NBA, as his quote, when it comes to instead of leaping overseas, going directly in the NBA unprepared, he wants to be prepared and then get to the NBA. So for an 18-year-old, a very veteran mindset, and here's the quote that he said, I don't think there's only one, only one right route to the NBA. Each player may choose a different route depending on the individual circumstances. I had offers from big NCAA programs last summer. That's last year. He's talking about this in December of 22. When this article was written, 
And going to UCLA was one of my options as well. So he said multiple NCAA programs had given him offers and specifically called out UCLA in this article as one of his options. But after the Euro, the U18 Euro basket last summer, he decided his clear vision, his clear vision for development said he wanted to stay with Tofas and said, all right, you know, it was likely to get a different role there and it was not going to UCLA at the time. So he turned down the Bruins and while he's not in a hurry and because he's only 18, the Bruins could still change his mind, which is interesting about the timing of Ivo Samovic leaving because there hasn't been a lot on Buyang Tunchel. And does this change his decision? Do the Bruins have to go find someone else to fill that last true roster spot that can be a key contributor? I'm not entirely sure, but this could be that guy who they're looking for, who, if you go look at his highlights, is that guy that could be a key contributor. Maybe, I mean, you could go point to a Jameer who didn't even get into school. You can point to Zanka, who maybe played a few minutes per game if he was lucky, or is he expected to be as hyped as Jan Vide, Fibleul, Stefanovic via the transfer portal, Adai Mara, who we're all excited about and talking to, and he's not even officially a Bruin having to go through contract contract situations. There's all these sorts of fun things that we can get into, but that all ties in with Simovich leaving. Do they lose one, maybe two recruits? If this all falls through, the Bruins team could be terrible next year. I'm not thinking the Mars situation will, but for Boyan Tunchel, if this is the guy that the Bruins are looking at, this somewhat other secret recruit, they need to fill that last spot, the void left by all the players leaving and going pro or losing eligibility, then they're going to have to pivot severely to get a player and a coach since they technically have to fill three spots. I think Boyan Tuchel would be an exciting player to get, but we'll have to see if that's how it all plays out. In the meantime, that's it for UCLA basketball because, my goodness, in the span of quite a few days, in, in a day, right, a couple of days since I recorded that Monday podcast, things might have flipped on their head, and maybe there's actually a commitment coming forward with Eric Freeney if he decides to go to UCLA. All that and more, that's why you guys stay tuned for UCLA news and the Locked On UCLA podcast to become an everyday listener. In the meantime, we will pivot into this final segment of Locked On UCLA, talking about UCLA football. Not too much going on with the program, but they did get their five transfers officially joining, right, when it comes to transcripts, finishing out school, cross, finishing off degrees at other universities. There are five transfers now officially at UCLA. Not new names, but just good that they went through the process and at in the program, as written by the Bro Report from a previous day, you have Jordan Anderson, who was one of those crucial secondary pieces, the safety, who has come over to UCLA. Everybody was excited about him coming over from Bowling Green. He should be a huge help, especially with the shifting defensive coaching schematics from Danton Lynn and everybody shifting as to what role they're coaching. Brian Norwood and the new DBs coach. We got Kadir Kunta coming over from Old Dominion, I believe. Then you've got Will Powers, the new punter. Remember, the Bruins need a new punter. They already got a new kicker. You've got Zeke Thomas, the safety, another safety. And then you've got Jake Wiley. So you've got a couple of offensive linemen, a punter, and two safeties. So the Bruins, just like they are hitting in the class of 23 or the class of 23 into 24 recruiting cycle, right? Next year, their first year in the Big Ten, hitting defense hitting offensive linemen, that's what they needed this year to replace some key defensive defensive players 
especially in the secondary. I talked about this fairly recently, how they haven't been getting true cornerbacks. They've already shifted a player or two over to DB just to fill the holes in the secondary out in the corners. But the two safeties coming in are hopefully going to stop the big defensive holes. I think Mike Regalado posted uh, uh, some stats about how the Bruins didn't actually give up a play over 50 yards and didn't give up too many rushing plays over 20 yards. They just got sliced and diced up the middle on the wings, or not the wings, but, you know, the outsides up the numbers, up the hashes for chunks, not in crazy big chunks, but the bend but go break defense. Hopefully the secondary gets shored up. When it comes to replacing some key guys on the offensive line, they finally come in. And then as we talked about, even special teams with the likes of needing a new kicker and punter, instead of Nick Barmira doing both, the Bruins have two separate players to do those two things. It's nice to see, as you might see of those new incoming transfers, Jordan Anderson, who had 47 total tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, and an interception in one season at Bowling Green, that last season, that that gives you high hopes for what the Bruins are going to bring as they want to shore up the defense, usher in the new era at quarterback and running back for Chip Kelly's offense with the two offensive linemen, and become a successful dark horse in 23, just like they were for a while in 22. Maybe they can run the table somewhat in 23. That all depends on how the players build and fall camp and grow throughout the summer. That's it for Locked On UCLA. Stay tuned for more Locked On UCLA coverage because, hey, the Bruins, they're making moves. One of the best universities in the world, best athletic institutions. We're going to get excited and talk more UCLA hoops and football. Become an everyday listener because there's big news dropping almost every day now for UCLA in the heat of the summer. Get excited for Locked On UCLA. I'm Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, signing off. Get your hands up, Bruins fans, because it's a clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U C L A. U C L A. Fight, fight, fights. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.